Hunt. Able to clear up to the line, not out. Ayafalo keeps it alive. Lewis, a little dangle. He scores! Trevor Lewis! Kings are on the board! You're listening to All the King's Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Theodore, a second try wouldn't go. His bounces to the corner boards. Kempe picks it up. Kempe centering pass. Pearson scores! It's a one-goal game in Las Vegas. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the King's Men. So the Kings go 1-1 one one in back-to-back games this weekend. They break the losing streak with a strong performance against the Florida Panthers. Then it looks like they're going to get their doors blown off against the newest team in the NHL. Uh, they almost put together another miracle comeback in the third, but for now at least it seems that the house does in fact always win. James Whitlock from the Kings Realm podcast, part of the Guys in Shorts network, was kind enough to join me after the game. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify Premium, Google Play, or any other place you can find podcasts. Subscription links and recent episodes can be found at lakings.com slash podcast. I'm in, uh, what, I guess it's the T-Mobile Plaza, following the King's loss at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights. Joined by James Whitlock from the King's Realm Podcast. How are you doing tonight, James? Pretty good. Thanks for having me here. Now, I feel terrible because you like weren't going to come to this game. And then I was like, no, no, come and we do a post-game podcast. And, and then I realized, wait, you don't have a hotel room or a ticket or anything. <laughs> I'll tell you what, everything in me, I was going to bring the family out and we were going to make a, a weekend of it. Unfortunately, we had some, uh, we had some family, a uh, death of family and oh. kind of kept me at home. Right? Bummer on that one. Now I feel even worse. <laughs> and uh, and so it was just too much to bring the kids out. But once you said it was the one excuse I needed uh, to get in the truck and head out here for the inaugural game of us playing yeah. an official team in Vegas. Seriously, I feel like a monster now. No, no, no. <laughs> I wanted to be here. So I'm, I'm happy we're actually having a chance. I didn't like the results, but I'm glad we actually got the chance to see the Kings play a new division rival. And, uh, and we'll get into it. Yeah, we will. Before that, I want to talk about uh, last night's game against the Panthers. We didn't do a post-game podcast because it was uh, back-to-back, and, and I, I didn't want to flood you guys with podcasts. But um, they break the four-game losing streak. They hold the Panthers to 24 shots on goal, and they win. Uh, what was it, four to nothing? Four to nothing. I mean, what a way to break a streak. Saw Brzezinski really make a splash. I saw a great goal by Dowdy. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was nice to kind of get that feeling back. Yeah, and the Brodzinski goal uh, really seemed to energize not only him but also Dowd that entire line. I think it carried over a little bit into tonight. Obviously, it's back to back games, so and it's Vegas, and we'll get into what impact that might have on teams. But 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 Trevor Lewis scores an empty net goal. Andy Andrioff scores the weirdest goal I think I may have seen in a long time. Right. Uh, I said on Twitter, it's the it was easier than an empty netter. Um, so that was the Panthers game. And then I drive out here, as you said, the inaugural game. Uh, before we get into into the play on the ice, what did you think of all the surrounding show? So as if I thought it couldn't get more gimmicky than the Ducks in their inaugural season. Um, in stroll the Vegas Golden Knights. 
Um, the I'm not sure about the lances on the Zambonis. I didn't even notice. <laughs> they Are had you serious? dueling lances oh as they pass each other. I didn't even notice. Um, it was uh, you know the outfits on the ice crew. It was a little. It's just a little much. But I mean, yeah. it's their first go around. They're trying to make a splash. The one thing I do like is hockey fans from all over the country have kind of landed here, and a lot of the Golden Knights jerseys you see were Golden Knights seventeen because when they bought jerseys, yeah. there were no players. So that's that's kind of neat to see an inaugural team start off, and the fans dive in. Um, it was it was an energetic game. Um, we did, except for on our bench uh, in the beginning, but you know as as it got going, um, it was a good crowd. They had a, a par- well parade's probably not the right word. I was informed on Twitter that it's called the March to the Match, which is I guess it's a soccer tradition where the drum line. Started out by the New York, New York, came up the street here uh, through the plaza, drumming away with the night out in front. And uh, I, I got it on video on Twitter if you want to take a look at it. But like you said, it was a little bit gimmicky. They have a plastic castle and a big knight head, and, and at center ice they had a sword and a stone. Yeah. And uh, I had but, a night skate out and take the sword out. But then at one time, we we did come out of Castle Doors. No, absolutely. So and, and, it was like... And uh, look, Detroit has a giant cartoon octopus in the rafters. Uh, um, I mean, every team has its... Look, mascots are, are nothing but sort of silly gimmicks, and we all love them. Um, Except plus, Bailey, he's the real deal, right? Sure, no, he's an actual yes. lion. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the play on the ice. Uh, the first goal beats quick and I thought that's weird you know you don't see quick give up a lot of goals like that um maybe I don't know maybe one I feel like maybe once a season twice a season especially first minute right and then it happened again and that's where I'm gonna start diving into my wacky conspiracy theory okay because like I said you see Jonathan quick give up a goal like that once in a while but twice in a period and I thought, my instant thought was, there's, that's not right. Like, I didn't know what, I didn't know how. And I thought, is somebody flashing a light in his eyes? Is there something about the arena where, you know, with, I don't know, maybe the lights from the castle. Like, I don't know. I was just starting to think, like, because like I said, you don't see quick get beat like that. And I realized I sound like a lunatic. But that's where I was <laughs> in my head. So I started looking at the Golden Knights stats. And what I figured out was... They're seven and one at home. They're four, five, and one on the road. They're shooting sixteen percent, which is insane for anybody who doesn't spend a lot of time staring at shooting percentages. Like yeah. no team shoots it. Like that's not sixteen <laughs> percent at home is absurd. And their PDO, which is the luck stat, uh, which uh, the closer to one point zero 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 you are, the more reasonable your outcome, you know, your your record is. They lead the league at like one point zero eight nine or something, which is again like. By orders of magnitude higher than the next team. And this that's their home PDO. Then on the road, they're under 1.000. So there's something going on, whether it's visiting teams going out and partying the night before, whether it's, you know, that, sm- like something in the air conditioner in the visitor's locker room, or I don't know what, because there's just, there's no, there's no way 
that they maintain this pace at home for a full season. And if they do, they're cheating. <laughs> no, that's that's a that's a dramatic switch from home and away records. And you know they have an energetic fan base, but it's it's not going to make that big of a not difference. Not that energetic. And you look at the second goal, like come come forward of the goal crease. And we had we had a defender in in play, but just wasn't there to block the shot. In my opinion, that's a blocked shot, not a shot on goal. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't play out that way. Got a clear look at the net, and it and it goes through. So um, at that point, I too was puzzled. I, yeah. I didn't know what we were looking at um, because at uh, at this point we we should have maybe been one zero. Yeah. And still in the game, um, but it, it looked like we just had a hard time breaking past the blue line. Um, they looked like they had rocket boosters on their back. Um, they were moving through the zones and um, and really just driving and, and keeping the pressure on. And, and it was almost like we got caught off guard. Mm. And the Kings couldn't catch up uh, and get back on their toes. They are a young team. They are a fast team. And they play like a team. And, and you could point to a million different reasons that they are as successful as they are. But I just keep going back to that road record. And, and obviously every team is, you know, well not every team, but, but a, good, a good team will be better at home than on the road. But I just, uh, man, it's exasperating. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And that third goal obviously was just quick being quick. And we see more, uh, you see more of those goals where he mishandles the puck right. than you see of the first one where he right. just gets beat clean on a guy coming down the wing. And I mean, you know, he was coming in fast, but uh, not that fast. Um, they gave up 40 shots on goal. A night after holding Florida to 24. Now, it is a back-to-back situation. It is a travel situation on back-to-back nights. It's not that far to travel, but it's still travel. And there is the possibility that some of the players might have gone out. I mean, it was an afternoon game in Staples, so they arrived in Vegas with plenty of time to to enjoy themselves. Right. As if there's a few things to do in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, which, again, might explain why Vegas is home record. Maybe the first time teams come through, the players are... Taking I, I, advantage, I don't know. I felt like we had experience here, though, with Frozen Fury every year. You'd think. We've been in the environment. We know how to kind of focus in this area, and we've done well. Yeah, I mean, that. I think the Kings record in Frozen Fury is like 12, 6, and 1 or something. I don't know. Winning record, and yeah. and we should be able to come in. But you know what? You're also playing against a team that every night they play, they've got a player on the team that has a chip on their shoulder, and they've got something to fight for. This is like the replacements or every other, um, pardon the phrase, redhead stepchild team um, that wants to prove, why did you not protect me? And uh, Speaking of which, I thought Braden McNabb was... Looking to hurt the Kings, and he did. It was it was the one game I've seen. I've only seen a couple of theirs, but it's the one game I've seen where he's really tried to make an impact and, and put shots on goal and and uh, really be a force for the team. I know that the Golden Knights were allowed to make private deals with teams about acquiring specific players. I don't know that they were mandated to make those deals public. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that there were arrangements made, you know, protect this guy so that we can take that guy and, and blah, blah. And, and, and looking at McNabb, I mean, I, I haven't watched every Golden Knights game and I haven't poured over the stats, but I, I always thought McNabb was underrated in a Kings uniform. And watching him knock, <laughs> knock down Kings tonight, um, I, don't know, I miss him a little. And, and I think that's what they saw in him. And, yeah. and I feel like they, that was one of those deals they made to make sure they secured him for their team. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, like I said, they didn't. None of it went public, so I suppose we'll never know. But um, 
what did you think of <laughs> of the Kings' performance in general? I mean, it was it was a rough night. I feel like the first two periods, it, it was you know, it was back to the you know last week where we we just couldn't put line scale. We saw lines shift a little. Um, we we could not. Uh, the Kings couldn't couldn't uh, really get a play together. Um, where in the past, uh, weeks prior, we've seen um, it almost looked like scripted plays where they were just built to win. And at this point, um, Vegas looks like they shocked them and and uh, they couldn't get on their heels. So the third period started, it looked like, okay, all of a sudden, we're starting to see a little more of the Kings that we know, um, which uh, which I think, you know, we've been talking about the, that locker room presence now. We're seeing, you know, from period to period, um, this year, things change. And, yeah. and they come out, they seem to have a better plan between periods. And the third period looked a little stronger. Uh, it felt to me almost, and, and I've mentioned this with uh, in previous games, it almost felt to me like two different teams. You know, you'd see a shift. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was the third period. It might have been the second. But Dowd, Brzezinski, and, and uh, Jokinen go out there. They cycle the puck. They don't score, but they're down in Vegas' zone for, you know, a good... 40 seconds or whatever, just cycling, 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 eating up clock, wearing out the defenders, and then boom, Bucks back, you know, the next shift, Bucks back in the king zone, they're trying these just stretch passes right up the middle that, you know, Eric Carlson can do it all night long, but I don't know that many other players in the NHL can pull off some of the moves that the Kings were trying in the third, and obviously they're trying to get back in the game, but I saw a lot of and we've mentioned this too before. A lot of passes that that came a foot short of their intended target. Right. A second late, a second early. You know, they were just. You could see the vision was there, but the execution was just off. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what you attribute that to. No, I saw. I mean, Shore came to the first line. I saw a, um, a few passes. I saw a pass go through his legs uh, in the neutral zone. I, I mean, there was a there was a point where it was a, there was a rebound right in front of the net, and uh, there was there looked like there was a chance to get a stick on it, but sticks weren't on the ice, and 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 that's where we need that first line to be. Like yeah. get, that rebound puts us in the game. We have a tie game. And look, Lewis hit the post. Um, that would have made a completely different game. And there were there were a bunch of scoring opportunities both ways too. I mean that one, the play where the puck just hung on the line and uh, and, and Kemper got it right. out and the crowd, the Vegas crowd booed and I thought that was great because it was clearly not a goal but good <laughs> right. for them for getting into it. Um, what did you think of the Go Kings Go slash Go Knights Go chance? I was I was pretty close uh, to the ice and I couldn't tell the difference except for my voice yeah. was clearly Go Kings Go. Um, I had a group of ice crew that was uh, Kings ice crew that was there with us. They were clearly go Kings go. We were right next to the bench, so it uh, it definitely sounded to me like we had a strong uh, presence here. But um, nonetheless, it was constant yeah. sound towards the ice, and it would pop up out of nowhere, which is sort of my favorite thing. You'd hear like a little one section sort of start it. You'd hear it really faintly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it felt like half the arena was just booming back at them. It was a battle. It was yeah. a battle all night long, and, and it wasn't like anybody left. I'd, I'd be interested to see what the uh, what the roads look like getting back home now. Yeah, fortunately, I'm avoiding all that. But I was... So I, I stayed after to watch the, you know, the three stars of the game and all that, and I'd say about at least a third of the crowd stayed in their seats 
clap for the stars. And I mean, they were clearly Golden Knights fans. So, I mean, they obviously turned out a good crowd. And it didn't feel contentious. It just felt, f- obviously, it didn't feel super fun because they lost, but it felt fun, right? The rivalry, the, the back and forth. A lot of Knights fans in the concourse seemed, well, polite's not quite the right word, but, you know. No, absolutely. I mean, there was good banter going yeah. back and forth. Um, it didn't seem hostile in any no. sense because I think a lot of fans here are fans. I talked to a, a guy that's a you know in the Golden Knights and he's well, born and raised and lived most of his life in Boston. Right. So I'm like, how do you give up the Boston Bruins? How dare you? First of all, for but I understand it. Yeah. It's, now your local team. You still he said when the Bruins came through, he still wore his Bruins jersey. Um, I've seen wow. the half-cut jerseys yeah. here. Um, there's a lot of people here that respect the game, and, and I can appreciate that as a hockey fan. But, I mean, this is this is a team that's starting their first year, and it kind of takes me back to when the Kings started their first year, you know, in 67, and, and looking at the expansion there um, where we doubled the league. And, uh, and, and so, you know, we've all looked at the Vegas Knights and, and wondered how were they going to do at the beginning of the season. You said it. We said it. Um, nobody really had high hopes. And it made me go back and look at those, those six teams that came in in 67 with us. Right. And, uh, and, it, and it looks, uh, you know, we, we came in with 31 wins. It was 74-game season at that time. 31 wins. Nobody had a winning record. Right. Um, and... Uh, and then it it, it, it kind of drove to the fact of what Vegas is doing now with this. And and I think it plays to, you know, it's a different generation of player. They're more skilled. Um, and, and now they're able to pull from a larger group of teams uh, and really build a better team. So um, they're definitely defying everything that we all said. And uh, I just wish they didn't do it against us. He's no kidding. I was surprised looking back on it. No expansion team has had a winning record, and I knew like there's some teams like you know I think it was Ottawa and San Jose that had like historically bad first seasons, and it's you know it's sort of a same point. But I felt like I felt like at least somebody, whether it was Nashville or Minnesota or one of those teams, must have. But no, there's never been an expansion team with a winning record. No, um, we, they're on pace to be the first at this point. It was it was uh, pretty impressive. Of course, when we came in, it, you know we doubled the league from six to twelve. And all the new teams went into their own division. Right. So yeah. you're literally playing all the new teams. I, I don't think that's a really strong comparison. But, um, yeah, it, it does It does speak to kind of what's happening now in the league. And, and you've got younger players that are more skilled. They're more trained uh, as they come up. And um, it's going to be interesting to see. But, um, I, I, you know, going back to the team, we've got to figure this out. Because um, it, it still looks like where we started was a very... Um, well-scripted, well-trained uh, plan of action, and now it, it's more playing on your heels, trying to uh, to keep up, and, and we're not driving the pace. Yeah, it's hard to know. You know, it's hard to know how much of that is just so many rookies in the lineup. Like Alex Alafalo, Adrian Kempe, they're great, but at some point, you know, whether it's a rookie wall or whether it's you know they were, I don't want to say they're not as good, but you know, trying extra hard to secure that spot. Then getting gen, you know, excited that they had the spot. Um, it could be that other teams are getting a, a scouting book on the Kings. Uh, but yeah, obviously the last six games. I'll even say the last eight or nine games <laughs> because they won. You know, they won in, in Anaheim and they probably shouldn't have gotten a point against Nashville. But yeah, there's definitely, definitely something missing. And and it looked like against the Panthers, 
switching up the lines might have sorted it out a little bit, right? Putting Toffoli down with uh, with um, Lewis and uh, and Shore, mm-hmm. and and moving that all around. So I don't know, maybe a different look. You know, up until tonight, I wasn't on board with the um, with the problem with Quick, and and you know, I've, I've heard on Twitter that there's a, you know, the, we're, why are we losing games now? We have a lot of goals coming against, but I mean. Put that aside, we had some weird goals off yeah. Cam Lord's skate. You had goal off Lewis' stick. Uh, until tonight, until the looks, they were clean looks, and, right. and we started seeing some some goals that we should have saved. So I, I don't understand that. Kemper comes in and really saves the game yeah. and gives us a chance. Um, but uh, for the most part, um, I didn't understand the goals tonight. Yeah, that look, this is going to be one of those games where at the end of the year, if they miss the playoffs... And hopefully they won't. I'm not not proposing they will. I think they're still in second place in the division. But this is one of those games where you say, like, yeah, if they miss the playoffs, you'll look back on this one and go, oh, that that was a breaking. That's break. rough. That yeah. hurts. Um, yeah, the quick criticism, I don't understand. I grant you, he's a little overrated by those of us who absolutely adore him. <laughs> but I think I feel like the people who want to criticize him are more interested in trolling those of us who love him right. than they are in accurately evaluating his talent. Because you'll hear, st- you know, even, you know, Greg Wyshynski brought up his contract last week or, some, you know, I can't remember exactly when, but it was like, he makes five, he makes average goalie salary. And as far as I'm concerned, he's an above average goalie. Absolutely. So why, where's the problem? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Got him for a ten-year deal. It was a yeah. great. It was a great deal at the time. I still think it's a great deal now. Um, you know, everybody's going to have their great days, and everybody's going to have their off days, and and they should be allowed to have those days. Uh, this is definitely an off day, uh, a first period that just doesn't make sense um, for where the team is now, um, and uh, and I it may, might just hurt a little more because we had a four-zero shutout the night before. Yeah, honestly, that takes some of the sting off of it for me because it is. A back-to-back, and again, the Vegas thing. I'm really, I'm really obsessed with their numbers at home versus on the road. But look, in the past, we would have seen games. Sometimes in the past, they'd leave quick in, and at the end of the game, they'd come back. They'd have a big, you know, rally, and you'd hear from the players. You know, we had to win it for Quickie, right? Like, you know, he's held us up so many times. He had a rough night. It's time for us to return the favor. Obviously, tonight they pull him, um, and Kemper comes in and, and doesn't allow any goals. But you have to figure the next game. They get two nights off now. Winnipeg in on Wednesday. I have to imagine, if for nothing else other than to make it up for Jonathan Quick, I feel like Wednesday night should be a really impressive effort from the Kicks. Oh, let me put it this way. I hope, I sincerely hope, that Wednesday night is a full 60-minute effort from the Kings. Right, and, and with Winnipeg coming home, uh, I think we're going we're gonna to see a, a difference in the team. We have a chance to kind of reset and, uh, and get back on our, on our, uh, our feet. You know, we're playing a team that's similar in the standings. Uh, and, uh, you know, it plays a tough game. Winnipeg does play a tough game. And, and it's going to be uh, one, of, one of my hatred players, uh, Mr. Bufflin. I, I'd love to see um, his tears be, uh, be uh, heavy on the ice on Wednesday because he loves to cry. But, um, yeah, it, it, would be, uh, it would be nice to come back and just kind of feel uh, like we're back in the driver's seat. Winnipeg, to me, is always like a poor man's Edmonton Oilers. I feel like we've been hearing about them, not for the full eight years that we heard about the Oilers, like this is the year, but I feel like for the last two or three, at least, it was like, oh, man, Winnipeg's going to be real good. Look at all that young talent. 
look at all that skill. You know, Patrick Line and Andrew Latt and all these guys, and then and then all of a sudden some of the players start leaving. They can't sort out their goalie situation. They keep missing the playoffs every year, and I just keep saying, what? When are we going to see this young juggernaut that I keep hearing about? It never seems to manifest itself. Maybe this is the year, but I don't know. No, it'd be interesting to get him in town and um, and really put him to the test and put us to the test. I mean, the Kings are going to have a a game against a, a, a similar team, and and so I'm excited to see that game because I really think we're going to come through. I, I just want to see how they react to this one because oh my goodness, that was no fun. James, I want to thank you for making the trip out here just to talk to little old me. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Anything else you want to cover before we wrap it up? Uh, no. If you don't mind, just Go for it. throwing out the show. Um, we uh, we love to have you on last last year. Love to see you back on the uh, Guys in Shorts. Um, it's now a new name. It's the at Kings Realm Pod. So check it out. It's nothing as uh, as as great and analytical as Jesse does. We just uh, sit around and like to talk uh, beer league hockey. So um, check us out, and uh, I appreciate once again the time to uh, sit with you and uh, the inspiration to come to Vegas. I appreciate you leaving your <laughs> grieving family <laughs> no, to come out and buy a ticket just so you can hang out with me. Life goes on, right? <laughs> and uh, and hockey ultimately just kind of heals the soul. Oh, well, truer words were never spoken. James, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. We'll talk to you soon.